Welcome to the podcast, Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history. This podcast is brought to you by the Catawba Island Historical Society. These stories and conversations, not necessarily 100% historically accurate, are told by lifelong Catawba Island resident Don Rhodes. Born in 1931, Don was an integral part of the community his entire life until he passed away at age 90 in 2021. Don's passion for preserving the artifacts and stories of Catawba Island led to establishing the Historical Society and the Catawba Island Museum. The trustees of the Historical Society share these stories with you, largely unedited for content, so you can get a glimpse of what it was like to sit with Don and hear the stories in his own words. These recorded stories are a complement to all the contributions Don made to the History Museum and the entire community. In Episode 9, Don Rhodes discusses trappers and trading, as well as many artifacts from his collection that are now part of the Catawba Island Historical Museum. So go ahead, talk to me. What's what you got here? Fur trade, West Ohio. There you go. Refired. Those early trappers to use large traps, those capable of holding wolf, coyote, fox. Now, I do not have a bear trap here. These two smaller traps, iron animal traps, are the mushrat size. Oh. And there's two sizes there. Okay. These smaller two are mushrat traps. These larger three, again, are larger animals. These traps were used prior to and after the Civil War. Right around 1800. They're handmade by a blacksmith. Oh. You see the handmade Yep. Square nuts on the bottom. Yep. Hand hammered welds. These are all made by a blacksmith. Are those local? Or not necessarily? They were the type used here early, prior to the Civil War. Yeah. Look at the pan, handmade pan. Yep. The nails. Extra holding strength. Yep. Would those have been made here, Don, or no, somewhere no. else? Well, probably would have been made in and about Onada, New York. Okay. Or, or any early town where they had professional uh, blacksmiths. Right. Right. In other words, 
this trap is not the only trap that blacksmith ever made, you understand? Sure. He made, but Onada, New York, is where the Newhouse trap got its start, the most famous, and that was a communist community. Started out as a commune. Oh. <laughs> and they later on got very wealthy community because of the production of the animal traps. Wow. Used by those early voyagers yep. and trappers. The Basque. Right. Yeah. Well, a little after that. But the point is, these are going to be put on display. But you see how they're all ham-handed, hammering? Yep. All handmade. Remember I said lanteen-type sails? Yep. On pond boats, two-masted. Yep. You see these? They're being pulled with a gasoline tug. Okay. Gasoline tug out here. And they're pulling these pond nut boats out to Lake Erie along the shore so they could lift the ponds, okay? This is the local picture. So those are pound net boats. Pound net boats. Yeah. Being towed, okay? Okay. And you see the people on them, see how big they are? Wow, so every they- Every morning, every morning they towed that crew out to sea. So there were already there are already those large posts are already in the in the lake, right? They just went out and hooked the nets up to them. Well, it, at this stage of the game, the posts were in, the nets were in, and they were going out to lift the pocket and remove the fish caught. Oh, I see. All right, that's the stage. Okay, got it. All right. Remember? Oh yeah. yeah. This is a picture of the fort. This picture goes back to the 30s, Greenville. Anthony Wayne. This is important because I got the medal that was issued at the signing of this treaty at this fort at Greenville. I remember reading it's about in that. There. Yeah. And this is the treaty that gave the white man two-thirds of Ohio. Okay, and moved the Indians up into the northwestern section on small reservations. Okay. So it's, it's important for the state of Ohio. Not only that, it brought those Indian reservations up to this general area, okay? Uh -huh. So this has got to be down there someplace. What you can do is prioritize the picture. This is a raster. Johnson's Island, the Civil War. This is important to Catawba because John W. Gamble shows up as a lieutenant and his brother Joseph shows up as a, a private. Wow. Uh -huh. Is he on there? Yeah, they're both on there. <laughs> Great. I... Oh, we got to find a spot for that over by the sword, perhaps. Well, here's the thing. Remarks, uh, Gamble G.
the G, what happened to the G is K. K H G. Gamble, Joseph. So there it is, huh? There's Joseph Gamble right there. See him? Yep, I do. Now let's go to the officers. Well, I can try looking for it. I'll indicate on there where the names are so people can find them easily. A couple of arrows or something on the glass, you know. This is just, this is a typical Civil War momentum, okay? Yeah. And they made a lot of them. But the fact that Joseph Campbell's on there, that's why I got it, and that's why it should be long done. I had a chance to sell that a million times. Wow. You know what I had a chance to sell that great piece sign for? Which sign? One you got hanging up down there. Oh, the grape? Yeah. What? Guy wanted to give me, offered me in my hand, three thousand bucks. Get out. No, no. That's wow. Very. Not often seen grape juice, peaches, apples, plums, pears, cherries. Yeah. But not grape juice. Wine. Small window in time. Yep. Not often seen. You know. Well, but I'm way, just saying. The way a lot of people can enjoy it. Well, yeah, okay, well, these things, I hope you take these down, all I will, these things. Yeah, sure. Yeah, okay. I will help down there later on. Okay. Somehow i got to be working either in the case or on that board or someplace. Mm -hmm. Iron traps, when, you, when you're advertising mementos or working in the fur trade business, you gotta have iron traps. Yeah, okay. The, or, or the spears that the Indians Yeah, all right. Um, this is just random. This is a bag, a pot charge. Pots. Right. Clay pots. Whole bag full. These go down there. What kind of time frame do you think? I got. Uh, I can give you the accurate time. Uh, not not this minute. I, okay, there's the top. Uh huh. A lot of professional archaeologists. Archaeologists. Those folks that spend a lifetime determining the history of the Indian culture 
clay pots are one of the primary pieces of history that they study. In other words, these are cord marked. The thickness, the style, the cord mark. Okay. Now, you see how thick this pot is here? Yeah. That's the bottom. See how dark? Well, you get enough of these things, you put them together, and you're going to get a pot. Okay. So those are here from the island, too? Yeah, they're island. Yeah. Okay. I guess it's... <laughs> That's a local. What's that? Or just another... It, 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 it's a bone. Oh, yeah, I see that. I, I kind of think it may be an antler. Yeah, that's what it looks like. And it's, it's a Catawba Island piece. Local piece. Now, are, you, are you saying this is used for something, or was just a no, arbitrary that, that find? underwater. Probably at one time could have went, even went through a fire, but it's been underwater. But it was probably put, used as a tool of some yeah. sort? You see how this has been shaved here, like yep. this sharp? Yeah. Oh, okay. So that was a tool from a, probably a Native American, Yeah. even a buffalo probably could have been. Yeah. Pretty good sized deer. But yeah. It was yeah. cut down here and used probably as a scraping tool. So okay. You've got us, all my bone tools down there. Yep. So this goes with it. Yep. I remember reading that they would scrape the fat and everything off the hides. Right, right, yeah. right. That stuff goes down. The bells stay here. For now. Where's the clay bells? Of course, these are antlers. And this is what the Indian would use for his pressure flaking a flint or, or chert. And okay. making us the small ones. You got the big billet in there for making the roughing. This is a small stuff. Yep. Remember reading about that too. So so this just goes down there. Okay. Doesn't have to be the case. Okay, these pliers. The only thing this is here for is a lot of these are writing. Now, do you know anybody that's interested in, in Eskimo? Eskimo is not popular in the area, but this is old. This is Cleveland. But this, this is good and it's old. It's, it's really old. It's not could have been used in a Catawba school. Okay. These things that should have been down there the first time. But you see, people came through here and just took stuff, and they weren't historians or, or knew anything about anything. This is an early local boat. This is the last boat to run up to Oak Harbor. That's the post boy. It ran between Port Clinton, Oak Harbor, and the Lake Erie Islands. There it is. Huh. That belongs down there, see? Uh, this used our ports here. Now, what I have here are 
miles and miles and miles, and I'm not going to go through here with maybe sometime. Handles. That's stuff that I had attached to my case. So you can attach those to those Indian cases just as they are. Uh -huh. They're already done. Yeah. I used them. They took the cases and never took the... You see what I'm saying? Oh, the ones you showed us yesterday? Those cases? No, no. The cases like you got down there now, the okay. Indian artifacts. Yeah, yeah. That's what those books go with. Oh, I see. See, <laughs> you had none. I had no... Yeah, I had to look it all up and research it. And, yeah, yeah, see, well, everybody got involved and nobody really knew. But yeah. the point is, you see that of Ohio? You see this of Ohio? Yep. These don't have to be displayed, but they should be down there. Sure. Another one, Ohio. Yep. Well, the nice thing is we have all those fireproof yeah. file boxes. Here's chronologically. Here is a. This is an important one right here. Now you want to know when? Yeah. yeah the pottery. What does it say here? Modern climate in the Peachland glaciers, ice, ice age. age. Uh, this is newer. Okay. Get it right around 800. How about over here? Yeah, I was looking. Well, that's uh, those are significant events right, on, on this time. side. Yeah, but some places gotta have introduction of playworks here. Golden age of Greece. In other words, they were building mile-high pyramids when we were living in teepees here. You know. Yep beginning of the Germanic Wars, fall of Roman Empire, Muslim Empire, sitting. Oh, here you go, Dan. First use of clay ceramics. There you go. 1,000. 1,000. Now that's 1,000 uh, BC? Yeah, BC, yeah. Oh, I see, zero. Yeah. yeah. Wonderful. Oh, wow. This so is good. a dandy. Yeah, sure. In other words, they can compare our Indian culture to the world. Yep, I see this that. This is an important piece right here. All right. Now, what this says, this was introduced, but what time did it get up here? It was probably introduced southwest. They didn't get on the phone or send an email. You know, they went yeah. to the village. Yeah, had to wait so, for the glaciers to melt too, <laughs> right? <laughs> so, right around 1800, 800 AD, or BC, okay? 800. This is a thousand. A little later. Yeah. 800 towards zero. Get the yep. our, our doors. Got it. Took 400. Took 400. It took 4,500 years from the pots when first made in South America to get up here. It didn't travel fast. Okay. Yeah. Okay, well, this is all. Here's an interesting. This will shake them, shake everybody up. Fine wine and piss, poor vintage. You see these bottles? Yep. I got these bottles. And over in England, these were early, early, early wine bottles. But they also pissed in them for samples for the doctors. <laughs> and they put these things away and they find these old bottles. This tells a lot. Now I'm gonna give you this because I, I'm gonna give the back, you the bottle. The rest of the story. Yeah, the rest of the story. <laughs>
you don't find that. There's some more Indians in Ohio history. Yep. This all goes back there. This is an early Ohio map. Okay. So this all just general good information. Got it. But this in here, this is by Dr. Struthers, who's now dead in Toledo, Ohio. And uh, he's super smart when it comes to archaeology and geology. And he made up this time frame. This is an important for people to understand. Okay. And reference, you understand? Sure. It's not something that I generated. It's yeah. Worldwide. A specialist. It kind of puts everything in perspective. And this here, then, is stuff that prehistoric American Indians in northwestern Ohio. I should be right on that first display case down there. Uh -huh. That's where it comes from. North Central Ohio. These are excavations. This is for the people when they walk through can read this yep. and look at it. Not just a plain old piece of stone down there with some sharp edges. Oh, that's going down all right. Yeah, those are bells. Okay, now we're down out here. So you're saying those are probably about 1870s. Okay. Yeah. Blacksmith made. Right, handmade. Okay. Okay. Well, I'll take all that down. Yeah. The, the smaller ones are used for mushrooms. Yep. All right. When I first started trapping in the 30s, I'd still find these right here. Once in a while underwater or lost. Yeah. And I'd find them and bring them home. So when you were doing those muskrat feeds, you were you this is how you would hunt them. Or rifles. No 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 no. Muskrat feeds the musk if you had a muskrat feed you may have upwards of 50 to 150 rats, depending on the amount of people you have. Mm -hmm. And to keep those rats and get them so they're fresh, you got them from a, usually from a big marsh trapper, okay? Yeah. Who might get three to four to 500 rats a day. Did they use these though? Oh yeah, they use those traps. Okay. These are the size. All right. Great. If a mushroom got his foot in that trap, cut him in half. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of yeah. Entire stakes is the correct word. Usually stakes in such that they were drowned settings. You understand? Yeah. Yeah. You wouldn't set that so the animal could climb up and chew yeah. and wiggle and jiggle. You set it so he couldn't get up and he had drowned. Okay. You know what I'm trying to say. Yeah. That way it wouldn't be the holes in your pelt. The legs would be all there and all that. So trappers were a profession. Well, yeah. yeah. A lot of times self-taught, and the, uh, the the people that excelled in it. Now, did you take some of these home, but didn't take them all down there? I took nothing from from yesterday. Oh, oh. I said I'd come back today and oh, okay. pick it all up. Yeah. There. This this is a this is a gun. It's just a gun to you. It's in a Indian decorated case. See, see the no, big work? No kidding. Yeah, you see it? By what, local? 
No, probably not. And here's what makes this unique. You see the brass tacks? Yep. That's Indians like those brass tacks. Now, I got no way of saying definitely that the Indians put that on or some white man put it on. It's a, yeah. Yeah. But this is the age, the caliber that this is, this would have been the age of the gun the Indians would have carried when they went west of the Mississippi, 1830s. Okay. It's a percussion and not a muzzle loader. Are you saying you want that at the museum? Well. You're thinking about it. You know, there's other guns you can, the other guns are, are the Civil War pieces that are mm -hmm. gonna go down. Okay. I wanna get into that. All right, now we're, now we're here. How do you want to handle this? That's okay, go ahead. And I think if you just explain things, I'll have it here on tape and I'll be able to okay. access it. Well, the Great Lakes Indians, the Great Lakes Indians, many of the cultures slash tribes generated what we call a wooden war club. This is typical of a club that was used alongside of the stone axis in battles. Usually hand carved from one piece of wood with a large heavy wooden ball. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times had decoration on the haft, the handle being the haft. Okay. And they just this was used throughout the fur trade era, okay? It'd be 16, late 1600s up to 1830s. Now, this tray here shows Indian trade beads. These were the beads in many cases, they were the big brothers to the seed beads right. and the pony beads. Right. And these beads then were those beads that were probably traded by the voyagers to the Indians. And the voyagers were those early traders that by canoe followed the rivers to the inland, okay? So the voyagers probably would have carried these styles of early beads. Typical seed, small seed beads on these early moccasins. Uh -huh. These are metals, a lot with a silver content, some made from large pieces of uh, what we would call scrap material but there was no scrap in the Indian's life. And France and Spain and England traditionally minted coins and gave them to people of importance in, or people in, had 
close relation to those allegiances that, that they wanted. So they were the first ones to give medals to the Indians, huh. North American Indians. So wow. that tradition carried on through our first president, George Washington, in 1792, he issued the first presidential medal in 1792. And every, every president issued one up and through Garfield. And I have Garfield's last one, I think, one of these. One of these medals is a medal that goes with that green bill treaty signing up. Oh, yeah, right. That, that Anthony Wayne that one. had these medals uh, poured and engraved, and he gave them to all the signees of the treaty. Thank you for listening to Now Listen to Me, Catawba Island fun facts, lore, anecdotes, and sometimes even a little history, a production of the Catawba Island Historical Society. If you have enjoyed this podcast, please visit our website at CatawbaIslandHistoricalSociety.com or come visit the Catawba Island History Museum in person, located in historic Union Chapel near the beautiful shores of Lake Erie in Ohio. Until next time, happy history!